No, 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 Welcome to another episode of Fucking Rejects. This is Constance Patton. This is my podcast. It's an oral history podcast where I sit down with some of the most interesting people that I know and that you know and that now you know. Uh, I talked to some really dope people today. I am featuring freaking Gangsta Boo. Lola, I mean, a.k.a. Gangsta Boo. Uh, it's an honor to have her on here. She came out of 3-6 from Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, we did the interview back in May when I was out in L.A. Been there since, but I actually just came back from there. Um, I'm in New York right now in my apartment. It's hot as fuck. It's, um, they say it's fall. People got on jackets, but I'm sitting here sweating as a motherfucker. Also trying to figure out the new garage band because they did update garage band. Uh, and that's what I do everything through. So thank you for listening again. Thanks for coming back. How you doing? You doing Okay. Okay, it's fine. You ain't gonna be doing great. I operate at like a 69, <laughs> uh, but a strong 69 or like a strong 6.9. You know what I'm saying? I ain't asking for a 9.5, but I'll get there one day. Let's get there together. Yeah, so today I am um, sitting in Brooklyn, just kind of like reflecting on the last year, pretty much. I had a really some really great stuff just happening to me, and I'm I'm really I'm really excited. Um, of course, stress because that's how I operate. Stress as fuck, just for no reason. Just a ball of dense anxiety. How about you? So, how's your mom? What's up, mom? How are you? Yesterday was my grandmother's birthday. She would have been 99 years old, and I was like talking to Kendra, like, damn. We first of all, like, old people don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, it's really refreshing. And Kendra was really saying this, how when you talk to older people, like, they don't care. They don't care about what you think. They don't, they just don't give any fucks. And we're down here worried about, like, 
you know, boy problems or money problems or just dumb, like, oh, how do I look? And all these things that make us insecure. And, and it's, it's, you know, I do miss that. And as she pointed out, we don't even know that many old people anymore. But then I pointed out to her, like, bitch, we getting old now. Like, our youngest sister is about to be 30 years old, which is crazy. Shout out to Kira. I ain't mean to put you on blast like that, but you still in your 20s, girl, so just hang on tight. Um, so, yeah, man, it's been a, it's, it's the fall now. It's kicking off fall. And how is your fall going so far? Do you like it? I kind of, I mean, it's cool. You know, like the fashion's fine. But I, man, I love summer. I love summer so much. It's literally super sunny. It's probably 90 degrees outside, September 23rd, 2019. And I should be on the beach, but now I'm here making this for you. So thank you for taking this journey with me, this one woman's journal of talking to people, collecting archives. You know, I just want to build an archive of all the people that are making dope things and that are inspiring and um, that we can look back on and, and you know, and, and something that um, in, the, in the spirit of Studs Terkel is just an oral history. So when I started it, it was one thing, but now here we are and I just want to collect stories. No shady stuff or anything like that. I don't, just, just good, good vibes, you know. And this one in particular was really cool because, um, you know, nigga be going through it. And when I listened back to it, I was like, wow, like I needed to hear all that. We talked about just healing. I mean, you'll you'll listen to it. Um, it was really cool. It was really a great juxtaposition of what you think it is to talk to like a gangster rapper or so-called gangster rapper. And then um, actually, we talked about a lot about healing. We talked about getting zen. Crystals, Paulo Santos, I think I'm saying it right, um, perseverance, and being gangsta. And in, in Lola's, in Lola's um, instance, gangsta is, uh, it means getting a necessary greatness, stimulating the abnormal. I'm going to say it again. Getting a necessary greatness, stimulating the abnormal. And I'm like, hell Yeah. Like, Pussy Power, what's up? She's an inspiration. She's been in the game for, like, for so long, since she was 14. And she's, like, basically my age. So um, just doing it for her whole life. And it's really, it was really cool to sit down. But before I get into that, I want to send a thank you to Studio 189, Abrima and Rosario. You guys, you know, Mwah. You guys are so, so just doing it. They have a fashion line, sustainable fashion, where they make um, their wares out of Ghana. Everything is like hand-dyed, natural ingredients, dyes, materials. And this little Indian right here, I built their set. I helped build the set. I ain't built the whole set, but I built like the main part, which was a 32 by 17 foot mural that was hand-painted, freaking hand-sewn, like on a machine by me with some stapling and a um, little Frankenstein and going on. And I did it in four days. I was like literally in LA, uh, out there minding my business. And I get the call like, hey, can you build this set for Matamba? And I was like, it's crazy because like me and Matamba, she's a filmmaker. I said, um, we met about a year ago. Or I guess it was like, yeah, it was almost a year ago. And I was like, man, who is this woman? We start talking. And we're like, we're going to work together one day. And she calls me. And I'm in L.A., like, in an Airbnb. She's like, um, can you do this set? Like, can you build a backdrop for their fashion show for New York Fashion Week 2019, ready to wear? I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I switched all my stuff around. I was going to stay in L.A. I switched everything around, came back to New York, 
got here, like, got the materials. Uh, thank God for my assistant, Tajay Baker. She, I've known her forever. I've known her since she was 14. She assists me on jobs. Couldn't have pulled it off without her. She helped paint some of the panels I designed. Um, have you ever seen that much fabric? I hadn't. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I've done murals. Like, you know, like, I think the biggest mural I've done is probably... 16 by 16 or something and that was like giving me leisurely time to do it when I feel like it and smoke weed and drink beer the whole time but it was like no bitch this stuff has to be fireproofed on Monday like it's Friday night it was a marathon also Chazdy you are my girl Chazdy came through with a sewing machine I just happened to like she called me she was like girl you're okay I was like no but I'll be okay. Like, let's figure, I got to figure this thing out. Do you have a sewing machine? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, okay, cool. Like I go to her house now. She got an early job. So she got to get up at like 5 a.m. or whatever. So she couldn't really help me um, sew the thing, but she showed me how to use a sewing machine. And she let me sew that boy up in her apartment. In her apartment, I was like banging, um, paid in full, like Eric B and Rakim, just banging it, like trying to get this thing done. So I had it painted. Uh, I'll put up some of the photos of the process. Painted it in the in the in the parking lot of my studio, like marathon style. My body was so hurting, just crunched over. Got it done. Got it uh, fireproofed on Monday. Monday night went and got it sewn. Delivered that motherfucker on Tuesday morning at eleven. Only thirty minutes late, and it was magical, you guys. I'm so excited. Like I've wanted to do set design for so long. When I first moved here, I was kind of doing like set design, and I refurbished the uh, 111 Pioneer Street Church with Chico. Like you know, so I have experience and just like weird skills, which is why I have the confidence that even though I was in LA and I had like negative four days to do this thing, I could do it. Perseverance, you guys, like fucking perseverance. Uh, all those weird skills that you learn, like all those like weird, just like, oh yeah, I kind of knew how to sew, but only on an industrial uh, machine. Also, my grandmother was a seamstress, both were seamstresses, and one of them did everything by hand, the other one used machines, and she showed me how to use a machine, but it was at a time where she was like um, starting to have onset like dementia, so she would forget how to set it up. So I'm, I'm having this, this woman show me how to set it up, but I never really learn exactly how to set it up. Now, I have the machine here. So the craziest thing, so I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get this thing sewn? Fuck, like, the guy that was going to sew it, it was like, he was about to close. I was like, I don't even know. This is about to happen. Go to Chaz's place. She just got the machine. Her needle breaks. So I'm like, fuck, like, I'm about to sew this bitch by hand. Like, oh, my God, that would have been crazy. But I would have did it. What? And I thought like, wow, I have this box in my studio that I never opened. And it was a box from my grandmother's um, studio, like just one that was on a table that had just random stuff. Like um, it has like recipes from the 70s, some random baby pictures of people I don't know. It had like uh, pins and things from the high schools that me and my mom went to. And also I said, it probably got needles in there. Like I remember seeing needles. And I never opened this thing up because I... You know, like, it smells like her when you open it up. Like, I'm like, I don't want to lose that smell. But I was like, I bet you, I, I think there's needles there. So I'm like, Chaz, her, her needle breaks. I'm like, I'm going to run to the studio. So I go to my studio, open a box. There's fucking needles, 10 of them, like 10 machine needles. So, oh, my God, it was so wonderful. So I came back, and then we banged it out, delivered it. You know, I got to work with, like, the... Uh, the set people, like, what did it call? The stage crew. 
They stretch it out, rose it, and it is a lie. And guess what? The motherfucker got published in Vogue. Like, it got published in Vogue Essence. Um, Fashion 360 was, like, all over. It was, like, Getty Images. I was like, wow, you know, like, um, that's amazing. And it just came from just trying. So if there's something you got, you're, like, on the fence about, just try it. Like, just go for it. I swear, because... I wanted to do set design. Even when I was in India, one of the women that was um, on the residency I was on was like, did set design. And I was like, wow, like, that's so cool. How do you even get into it? And I've tried to get into it, but like, you know, not like, I don't even know where to start. You know, I don't know where to start. Sorry, I'm so gross. I'm so excited right now. Oh my God. Uh, I just drank so much coffee. So yeah. So my set contributed to their... uh, their show and it was great. I mimicked, basically I made a story um, just of women working together, which is actually what it was to pull this thing off. And I mimicked the homes in Ghana, in the particular area where um, Abrima makes their clothes and, it's, and the, the, the houses all tell a story and they have these prints. So I kind of mimicked those prints and then I wanted it to look like the fabric that they have. Their, their clothing and their, te- their textiles are so beautiful, so amazing and, and glorious and like regal. So I was really excited to do that. Anyway, um, yeah, thanks, thanks, Sabrina and Rosario. Like, I look forward to working with you guys again in the future. Thanks, Matamba, for hitting me up. And yeah, man, we was at Fashion Week. It was dope. Went to two shows, got some sunglasses and all types of stuff. Sat in front row for one of them. Didn't even give a fuck. I was so happy to just see, like, the piece I made alive. Can you hear these people outside? My block is so loud. Like, I usually don't record here. Maybe I should close the window. Whatever, I'm not. This is what this is actually a quiet day. So yeah, so um anyway, like just perseverance, man. Just keep going. Keep going. Thanks for for being here with me on this journey. So what are you up to? Send me a link. Send me a message. ConstancePatton at gmail.com. You can hit me up at, at K-O-N-A-R-T Studio or be a lover NYC for my art. And of course, fucking rejects without the U because they censored me. F-C-K-I-N-G rejects on Instagram. Send me something. Send me something. Tell me a story. I don't even care. Just tell me a story, man. So, yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, stories, I got to sit with Gangster Boo, and it was so cool because, like, I just grew up listening to her stuff, like, hype as fuck. Like, anytime you're in a club, you even if you don't think you know who it is, you actually do. Like, just do a little bit of research, Google it, listen to some of her music, and you know, you know the work. It was really, really cool to uh, sit with her. And so... Um, yeah, we were in LA. I just actually like, I, I met her at Max Fish and I don't even remember. Like, I just remember it was like her. And then, um, what's the cutie from, uh, gym class heroes, Travis. Oh, he's so fine. He was there. I was with B and Rob and we were just like, happened to be there. I think Emily Panic was there, LP, Boots. Um, oh, maybe they had a show. I think it was when they had a, a gig out there. That's probably actually what it was. Like, that is what it was. So we are Max Fish, go outside, and I'm like, oh my God, I think the boo. We're like, oh. And so we're like smoking cigarettes outside, being bad. And I'm um, like, hey, my name is Constance. She's like, hi, my name's Lola. They also call me Gangsta Boo. And I was like, what? Me and Rob were just like, oh, that was so classy, like the classiest thing. And she was so kind and beautiful. And then um, I ended up giving, getting her contact when we were doing the Christmas sweater, Swinter one. She like wore one, put it on her Instagram. It was really great, represent, represent. And then um, I've been spending time in LA and we just kind of like, I hit her up like, hey, are you around? Da, 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 da. But she's like, wow, busy, of course. 
And then one time we actually, we got to hook up. It was uh, from Emily's party. We met up, went to her uh, show. She's funny as hell. Emily Panic, go check her out. Uh, crazy stand-up comedian, writer, like funny as hell, musician, da-da-da-da, girl. And so, um, and then I hit her up like the next day. I think it was the next day. Like, what's up? Like, what's good? What are you doing? I didn't even want to tell her I had the podcast. Like, I feel like such a nerd when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm talking. Um, But we were talking, and, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to the house of intuition. And I'm like, man, I've just been on this, following my intuition for the last year. Like, what is that? She said, is this, like, this um, this spot where they have, like, crystals and stuff like that? And I'm like, word, like, gangsta booze up on that, like, zen shit. So, yeah, I go meet her there. Uh, I didn't even know about crystals. She told me about a couple of the crystals. Um, got the Palo Santo. I got, like, some incense. I got some bergamot oil. And, yeah, it was like we vibed out. And then I had, like, ran this dope-ass drop top. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was, yeah, it was like after my birthday. I was, like, feeling myself. And um, basically, like, we were just, like, chilling. And I was like, yeah, I got this podcast. You, you know, like, you should come on sometime. And she was like, oh, yeah, cool. I w- I'll do that. I'd love to do that. And I'm like, word, okay. So um, let's, when you do it, let's do it right now. Bam. And so here we are, just from right then, follow your intuition, Follow your dreams. We had a great sit down. And actually, um, I sat on it for a little bit because, like, you know, I took the summer off. And when I went and looked, like, listened to it, I was like, man, I needed to hear so many things in there. It was like we talked about letting go to open up new doors. We talked about um, self-healing, dealing with things like depression, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, taking care of yourself, prayer, meditation. It was, like, really... um, it was actually really healing for me to listen to it now. So it's kind of like I was getting on myself like, oh, man, you got to put this thing out, put it out, put it out, put it out. And, um, you know, life happens. Like, for whatever reason, it had to come out right now. And, and I want to thank you, Lola, because I needed to hear all of the words that all the things that we talked about, all the things that all the wisdom you had to impart. It was really great to talk to another sister um, you know, about like picking yourself up, self-care, spirituality, a therapy, which, hello, are you a therapist? Um, dealing with your emotions, getting stuff off your chest, like dream catchers. We talked about music, people she's worked with. Just like, it was dope. One of the favorite things that she said was, faith is believing in something you don't see or know. And, and I, you know, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Uh, we talked about like tarot cards and psychics and stuff and and in this when we did the interview I didn't hadn't done any of that but when I was in New Orleans I did get my tarot read and it was pretty accurate and it was it was um kind of like um I guess appropriate the way that it went down was appropriate and I want to thank the gods I don't know and the lady that did it for me Debbie it was great so yeah so we um we recorded this in her apartment she just moved into on the 28th floor in Koreatown it was beautiful. You can see all of L.A. It was wonderful. And she was in good spirits. It was, it was so cool to sit with her. And um, she's, like, got all these plaques and just great energy. And, and, yeah, man, enjoy it. Thanks for listening again. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on – I'm not on <laughs> Facebook or Twitter, but maybe I will be one day. Uh, at fucking rejects. ConstancePatton at gmail.com if you want to drop a line. Tell me a little story. What's up? Hey, mom, tell me a story. And um, I'm going to get into it. Thanks for listening. Please go on iTunes. Leave a review. Subscribe. 
Give me five stars. Tell somebody about it. And thank you for listening. To fucking rejects. Come to you, bro. Okay, check, 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 one, two, three, coming from motherfucking Hollywood, California, land of the dreams, and the burnt out people from the burnt out beach. Okay. Can can you hear me? Yeah, but just uh, pull the mic a little bit closer to you. Let me set you up. I think she's brave. Killing herself. I have to reapply this motherfucker. I hear you. Oh, you got the Milani? Well, I'm just using it for the mirror, yeah. Oh, what, in the bronzer? Oh, yeah. They have that shit. We, uh, I use their lipsticks and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready now. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can Loud hear you. Loud and clear. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's up? What's up, girl? Hey. We are in the building, honey. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dear Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> we are looking at the Hollywood sign, the yep. Griffith Observatory, yep. the skyline of downtown, the hills, uh, Big Bear. Yep. We are highly favored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. This is really, really beautiful. I know I wasn't even supposed to still be here. And here we Look are. Look at the universe. I know. Here the we universe go. Love you. We got like Palo Alto. Santos. Palo Santo. Palo Santo. What do you got there in that tray? I got Palo Santo wood, sage, and a few of my stones. Very nice. A few of my stones, and I'm actually about to light the wood just because. Cool. We can yeah. light some wood and, I don't know, pins or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you, Lola. Thank you, girl. You welcome. AKA Kings. Well, that's when you, when I first met you, that's how you pronounce it. That's how you introduce yourself. Yeah, Lola. It was so lovely. We were like, oh. <laughs> Lola. I was like, yeah, man, when you get a certain age, you got to kind of go by the adult, the government. Yeah. And I like my government. A lot of people nickname themselves my government. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Lola. It's like so girly, but uh-huh. it's like strong as it, um When I was younger, it just was so grandmama-ish to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I went by my middle name, which was Chantrell. Chantrell. Well, which is Chantrell, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go by Chantrell because Lola sounds like, like I'm, I'm only... 11. I don't want to sound like I'm 80. You know <laughs> My name mean? is Constance, so I know. Constance, <laughs> that's not an old sounding name. I mean, it's not now, but like um, in Detroit, we got names. Like I have friends that were named like Trishania, oh, like Sharada's my yeah, cousin, yeah. Ebony. You wanted one of them names. Yeah, yeah, I was like, dang, Constance, you know. <laughs> it was like such a grown name. It has so many letters. But now, yeah, I grew into that shit, so. That's awesome. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, so thanks for coming on uh, my show, Fucking Rejects. Fucking Rejects. Yeah. I'm into it. I love yeah. the title. Thank you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it felt <laughs> right. Rejects. Yeah, it was like I was searching for a title for uh, a minute before I started. I was like, I want to do this project. I want to do this project. But you got to name it. And it was like the moment where I, I named it. How it, long did it take before you come up with that name? About a year. Oh, yeah, I was waited. playing with it. Yeah, yeah, I waited. I was gonna have other iterations, but I wanted it to do something with um, rejection, but not in a negative way. Because if you're an artist or if you're creating shit, like when you're putting your stuff out there, you're not gonna get exactly what you want all the time. Yeah, and absolutely. So I started to learn from other artists and other people creating stuff. Like, oh, okay, 
most of their job is actually getting rejected. Yeah. Until the right thing comes along or the right situation comes along. Yeah, I agree. You know, so yeah. Story once of my life. <laughs> I basically was just like sitting there, like, oh, I wanted to call it like rejection salad or like something, something. Rejection salad. Yeah, <laughs> like you gotta different. eat that shit. What you mean? Like you gotta like eat the rejection and keep going. Oh, but then, that's pretty different. Yeah. Then I just was sitting there like, oh, fucking reject. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this is rolled off my tongue so well. And then I started the podcast that day. It was like everything lined up. Fucking reject. It was the, uh, the it was like the anniversary from my grandmother's passing. That actually no, it wasn't even. Was that. it that day? It was her fucking birthday. The day it was you my came grandma's up with birthday. The name? Yeah, the day oh. that I came up with the name. Yeah. So do you kind of feel like she just dropped that on your lap? Yeah, it was very auspicious. And then I was like, oh, okay, let me just... You said it was very what? Auspicious. What did like, that mean? It just was special. It was mm. supposed to be. And then I uh, was like, oh, it's a special day. Okay. I'm looking like, oh, I got the computer here. My girl, Jack, she told me about the platform to start it off on an anchor. She's like, oh, you can go there and do the thing. And then I just kind of looked it up and it was like, do you want to start right now? And I was like, you know what, word, let me just start right now. And then I just started. Fucking reject. Yeah, so it's good. So I'm really happy to have you here. It's a fucking honor. I love your work. Thank you, girl. Yeah, hey. yeah. it's really, really and it's great. a good setting. So yeah, yeah. So uh, where are we? We are in Koreatown. Okay. And it's crazy because I thought that Koreatown was kind of like in downtown. I thought it was just like a little corner. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But it's like a little its own thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's downtown. So it's pretty interesting how it's spread it out. LA is. Mm-hmm. So we can see, what parts of L.A. is this that we can see? We see Hollywood over there. I mean, you see the sign. Okay. Griffith Observatory. That's, uh, I know it's that's by the building? Dodger Stadium. Yeah, you see. The, the white, white building wide. up in the hills. Are you familiar with that? I haven't been there. I've, Are you familiar? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like where you can, uh, well, what did you hear? It's that it was, you can see the, I don't know, you can star, see the Yeah, it's like stars, stars, right. Oh, okay. Like a little galaxy. Place. Oh, I'm right up there. Yeah, it's pretty nice, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what else, what else? I've, I don't know too much about Big Bear, so I'm, but I think it's over there in the corner somewhere, but it's just like, you just see everything. Mm-hmm. It's like downtown, just everything. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yes. Palm trees. <laughs> Palm trees. I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm in Greece or something. Yeah. The way the... Houses sit up on the hills and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's very Grecian. That's good. Stuff. <laughs> Grecian, is that what it is? It's Grecian. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna finish my vodka. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's bo- oh, that is vodka. <laughs> that is vodka. Rock. It's clear. <laughs> a little bit of Tarak. Yeah. So, oh, you got tequila. Oh, that's a shit. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll show that. Yeah. Yeah. No, this has really, it's really been wonderful coming out here. It's really wonderful to link with you. So we have friends in common. Yeah. Which is really cool. So, um, and I, so I'll back it up though. Like, yeah. what, like, tell me where you come from. Well, where I come from? Yeah. At my mom's mm-hmm. vagina. Hey. <laughs> That's hi. where I come hi, from. Hi, mom. And I'm not sure which um, text, testicle of my father, but, but I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> okay. uh, I was born and raised in Memphis, so you can pour Thank your you. own. Yeah. But Memphis, Tennessee, that's where I'm from, Rum, honey. Born and raised. Um, what was that like growing up there? Uh, probably like how, how I was growing up in the D. Yeah. Uh, it, it made me who I am, if that makes sense. It's just like mm-hmm. when I was there, it was nothing. It was just like my city, but hindsight is like, oh, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty rough. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's like when you come from a place like that, for me, I didn't really notice how rough it was. When you're in it, you're just part of it. Mm-hmm. And then you, for me, it's like I step back and I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happened. It's like, damn, because like now when I go to back to visit or whatever, it's so like just a dark cloud. But I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, uh, I get high anxiety sometimes. Oh, yeah? Well, just bored, just anxiety. You know, you got to watch it back. It's like, you never know. It's pretty cutthroat out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we, it's beautiful though. Yeah. I mean, I love my city. It was this legendary. We got Bill Street. Yeah. Um, which is similar to Bourbon Street. I mean, a lot of the greats come from Memphis. Oh, for real? Yeah, you ever been? I've been there just like through there. I haven't Oh yeah, there. girl. We got like a whole strip. It's called Bill Street. It's downtown Memphis by the river. BB King's got a spot out there. As you know, it was a blues place. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's literally like bourbon. They don't close to like between three and five and six in the morning type oh, stuff. Oh shit. Oh, that's lit. It's lit, yeah. Memphis is pretty lit now. I got some stuff. You know, it's a lot of culture, so I'm I'm proud to be a part of the Memphis culture. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't I didn't realize it was like um so they do like because I know in New Orleans they'll have things out on the street, play music in the street. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, that. right now um they I think Memphis in May. It's like a uh, Bill Street Festival. Cardi B perform, Miley Cyrus perform, uh, artist named Moneybag Yo. They had like a lot of performers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Memphis got a lot of culture. You know, Al Green from Memphis, mm-hmm. BB King from Memphis, Isaac Hayes from Memphis, 3 6, we from Memphis, yeah. A Ball, MJG from Memphis, Yo Gotti from Memphis, Young Dolph from Memphis. Yeah. It's, a new, it's a writer too. She actually wrote on the um, Old Town Road song. Mm-hmm. I think she wrote Billy. Ray Cyrus part She from Memphis Oh yeah mm-hmm. There's a lot of talent In Memphis man Yeah yeah It's known for the music So when yeah. you were growing up What was that like Like being surrounded by music Pretty much I would I would say that Because my mom and dad They were into 45s mm-hmm. You know vinyl So yeah I Pretty much was Born around music You know those uh, Those black barbecues honey Yeah Yes I know about them <laughs> You know we loaded Music and barbecue Yeah yeah yeah, my so. my uh, dad had a friend, Bill. He's from Memphis, so that, like he would go there all the time. Bill, and Bill, yeah, mm. Bill. I'm probably like Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill. Um, and him and his wife was from there, and they would go. They would barbecue in Detroit like crazy. It was like a thing. It was like we go over to their house. Yeah. He's barbecuing Bill and Cynthia. We gonna go. Over that's there. funny. Yeah, that's the shit. Well, do you have musicians in your family? No, I'm 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 the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, no, I was because I'm trying to think. I was like, eh, my dad, rest in peace. He used to be in a singing group, but they never made nothing out of it. You know what but I mean? But he was singing. He was, he was, from what I heard. And I remember, like, when I was little, watching him sing. You know, they, my parents, they used to just have like sets and mm-hmm. just play music and be in the yeah. room singing. So I remember that. But I don't remember him being in a group. I just heard stories from okay. mom told me and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, nobody actually made a career out of it but me. Mm-hmm. So I'm the black sheep. Well, you got to have them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's the most, those are the fun sheeps. Mm-hmm. You know, so when did you start making music? When did you knew you wanted to make it? When I was about nine years old. Yeah. I would say, yeah, my dad, he bought me a karaoke machine. Um, he bought me, like, a keyboard. Um, and I used to just uh, write songs all the time, like, positive yeah. songs. Yeah, I was like, you know, back in those days... Uh, was like the say no to drugs, the yeah. this and this. So I was all a part of that. Were you writing like say no to drug songs? Yeah, just stop the violence, peace. Yeah, yeah. It was me and yeah. my cousin. We used to do try to be on the radio, so we'll call into the radio stations just to rap on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they let you? Oh yeah, they yeah. let they let us because we would call in so much. They um, had a thing called roll call where they yeah. let people call in and rap. So they knew it was you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, me and her. Yep. And um. 
that was I, I went under another name at that time because I was like a kid. Yeah. And so I just kept writing poetry and stuff like that, and then one thing led into another with the music too. Okay. You still write poetry? You know what? I haven't in a while, but I mean, I guess so because of my lyrics. Right. But not in a form of the original poetry, uh-huh. like the, you know, or what people. Um, Perceived poetry to be or whatever, uh-huh. but um, no. But I I need to get another journal because I used to write it mostly in a journal. Do you still have some of them? Um, no, I don't. I don't moved around so much, and I've been irresponsible with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's a shame, but you know it happens. Um, but no, I used to have a lot of good, good, good poetry. Somebody probably got them, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm sure you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. If they haven't thrown it away by now, for sure, because it was a while ago. Um, so ConstancePatton at gmail.com If you got them fucking hey. books Send them to me I'll make sure Lola gets them you And know. They, they were really good man um, I can't even think of none of the titles right now Because it's, it's uh, fuck. Yeah I can't even think of none of the titles But I definitely mm-hmm. need to get back into it though Yeah Not, I, wrote, I wrote a lot of them in sometime in um, What is it? Spoken word form? Yeah mm-hmm, I did yeah. a lot of that Did you do like poetry readings and stuff? What's considered a poetry reading? Mm, I guess I'm thinking of like the traditional, you know, 90s cafe. No, never. No, nope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not the older I'm getting, you know, like with the, the zen and the, you mm. know, the level I'm on, I, I would be totally interested in that though. Yeah. That's, that'd be dope. We need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. They do it in Brooklyn at Brooklyn Moon. Sure, and, they probably um, do it here somewhere. I'm I sure don't know they do where. It here. I'm sure they do it here for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know where, but yeah, I be. Isn't that considered spoken word or not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's up to how you just perceive your work. You like know? a Love Jones thing, like where you snap yeah. it right. Yeah, snap, 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 snap. Yeah, that something sexy. That when I was younger, we were trying to go to those spots. <laughs> it's a spot called Mahogany in Detroit that everyone went oh, to. Detroit had it. Yeah, and then like yeah, yeah, for sure. Duh, yeah, Motown yeah. City. I mean, when I was coming up, it was like. You know, Slum Village, beads, and yeah. hair wraps, and yeah. all that stuff. Incense, the same shit I mentioned. Oh, okay. You know, so I didn't know Detroit there. was on that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. We used to go to the poetry spots. I met, we used to go to the spot called Brazil. It was like a, a coffee shop, but they had like, it was really beautiful, but it was like all the cool people. Yeah. Would be there, you know? Yes. So go, there, go and drink our cappuccinos yeah. and stuff, you know, <laughs> listen to some spoken word. I never got into writing it though. So sure. into what? Like writing the like poetry. Oh, so, really? Yeah, my friends would do it. They're great. Yeah. So like Jessica Caremore, she's out there, like running, running that shit. Uh, my friend uh, Joel Fluent Green, he does. He was an MC back in the day. He does. He hosts. He still hosts stuff, but it's like the people that stayed in Detroit, they have so much brain power. You know, like when I was leaving, I was like, damn, I gotta go somewhere else to create. But a lot of people were like, who's gonna stay here? You know, and stayed there, and now they're doing really great things. So, like, you know, performing the museums and all that stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's been cool. So what brought you to L.A.? Oh, man, just the weed. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. The tranquility of it I mean, all. it's part of it. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely part of yeah. it. I've been wanting to come here for a long time. We shot um, Late Night Tip, one of our videos here back in... Like what was that? Probably like ninety, late nineties. Mm-hmm. So I just always wanted to. Well, back then I really didn't want to move out here because I was still so Memphis. Yeah. But when I just kept coming to visit, one of my friends moved out here. Then I was visiting. I just kind of was like, I want to live in LA one day. And I had the opportunity to five years ago. So I just kind of. Oh came. okay. 
yeah. I had the opportunity to, and I, I took heed to, and I came out here, and now I'm leveled up on another level. My fifth year of being here was this year, and so March, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm just excited about the, the next chapter. It's your anniversary. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wow, I've been in L.A., because it's pretty expensive. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not easy because you being so Southern, you know, it gets kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. But I met some great friends here and I just try to um, stay busy and visit family, uh, my roots whenever I get a chance. But five years went by so fast because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a drag. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. you've been in L.A. five years and didn't even feel like it. You know what I mean? So that's a good sign. That is a very good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, how was that transit? Like, what's the transition like moving from this? I mean, I well, I didn't move from so Memphis. Different. I moved because huh? I was in Atlanta for twelve years. I okay. left Memphis like in two thousand one. Okay. And I was in Atlanta, and then when I um, for like twelve years, and then I started traveling a lot. Then mm-hmm. I was in New York for about six months, seven months. I lived in Miami. I lived in New York. I lived a few places. So my transition was actually from New York to here. Oh, okay, okay. So, Excuse me. So yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, it was it's still a. A culture shock just in general because it's, I'm a Memphian. Mm-hmm. I'm a Southern girl, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even just being in New York, like, you got the trains and stuff. So I was kind of used to that commute. I hear it's trains, but not like that. Yeah, I've, I've seen them. Yeah, you hopped on one yet? No. Subway yet? No, me either. I don't be doing a subway. Huh? I drive. Yeah. Yeah, I have a car. Yeah, um, you do. It, I noticed that. Yeah. You don't I even like, like the drive. Uber or nothing? Mm-mm. I mean, because I, I think not the last time... I was here like earlier in the year and I didn't get a car. I was like, oh, Uber. And it was cool, but I'd like to pick up and go. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'd be like, oh, let me just drive over here real quick. So really, it's worth it for me to rent the car. It, the cost and when everything is about yeah. the same. Because I'll be like Ubering everywhere. Then. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, let's go over here real the quick. The parking give me anxiety here because there's never yeah. really no place to park. Yeah. Parking, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just been... Lucky with parking, I guess. <laughs> I mean, also, like, in New York, I have to find parking. There's no you parking used in to. fucking New York. There's no parking. Man, yeah. You just used to it, yeah. You just got to know when. And, you know, I'm like, whatever. I'll just, I'd rather drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know several people like that. Yeah. I have, like, so the transition one, too, it was pretty easy because the oceans, the like I said, the legal weed, just the beauty of it all. So it was easy as fuck, to be honest. Do you have a lot of friends here that are from Memphis or that you've known for a while? No friends from Memphis here. Nope. Uh-huh. Drummer Boy, uh, one of my producer friends, he be out here a lot. But Memphians, not like that. But it's just a lot of different people I have met within my years being here. And they're pretty cool people. Yeah. Got some Southerners. I got some friends from Brazil. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really haven't met too many people from L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, I met people that have been here right. a long time. But, but Ali, actually people from here. Not not as many. I know more people that's not from here yeah. than actual L.A. people. That's like New York. That's oh, really? Similar. It's similar. It's about, I, I, it's about half and half. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people from there, but it's a transient place. Is Memphis like that? No, girl. Everybody from Memphis. They're from Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody from Memphis oh, that's, or, or Mississippi. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So when you were starting to make music, you were just with your cousin. What's her name? Tanya. <laughs> Hi, Tanya. What up? Uh, yeah, that's my partner. We still, still, still stick together. Does she still make music? No, she a nurse. She, she okay. never, yeah, she didn't take it. I mean, she be rapping. It like, wasn't her thing. While she doing her around. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was. It wasn't really her thing like that. It was just something we was doing as kids, and I just, I guess, ran off with it. But uh-huh. she was in school a lot at that time. 
getting them degrees. Yeah, yeah. That's, now he's that's like, good. yo, let's go hang out. Why are you studying? <laughs> and now I see her, she probably on her third passport. That girl been more places than me. Yeah. So it paid out for her because she, she tell me she worked to travel. That's, Some people work to buy purses. She was like, nope, I want to go to China. I want to go yeah. to Colombia. I want to go to Greece. Mm-hmm. So she on that type of stuff. And she's from South Memphis. Yeah, the, uh, the, the hood of South Memphis. She got up out the hood and she's pretty successful. That's the shit. Yeah, that's my partner. That's the shit. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. That's how my sister is. She study hard, but she does it to travel. She came out the mud, man. Uh-huh. I know. We were sitting there yesterday like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, because you just, from where we come from, I didn't even think, I never thought I'd be just sitting up here, like, <laughs> chilling, like, chilling with you, looking at the Hollywood uh, On sign. the 28th floor. On the 28th floor. I know. I wish, they, I wish they can see it. It's really beautiful. I'll take a photo. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll make, like, a little panorama. Of it and I'll put it up there. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were making music, like how how did you start to to actually take it seriously? Like what told you to format it into yeah. songs, right? Yeah. Shit, I don't even know what told me. So I you started. You had to format it into songs. I didn't even. I don't know the process. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember um, rapping in talent shows. I just remember always rapping, and mm-hmm. you know, I end up hooking up with another rapper, mm-hmm. and in high school, and then we just you know kind of went from there to be honest, and then I kind of. Just gradually became a rapper. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really wasn't no particular formula to it. Yeah. So you was um, with 3-6. They're from, everyone's from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And then how old were you when you guys started working together? How'd that start? I was like 14. You were 14? 30, yeah, about 14. 13 or 14. Damn. I know, girl. Ooh, wee, That's wee, cool. Wee. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I was in high school, no, in junior high school, just um, rapping in talent shows. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was, it was so cool back then because the rap community was kind of elite. Like now everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. So you knew who did it. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays it's like, oh, who sing this song? Who do that? Like, oh, you know, you just never know who do what. So I guess, um. Well, I was persistent as well, too. So it was a member named Lord Infamous, rest in peace. That was Paul's uncle. And some kind of way, I found his number. Okay. Some, something like that. And yeah. I just used to call, <laughs> rapping on his answer machine. Like, you got no, yes, you were? Yes, ma'am. I was rapping on them answer machines. I was like, yo, I can rap. I'm a girl from Memphis. That's yeah. Crazy. And then... Some other way, they was like, well, DJ Paul, go to your school. You should meet him. It was yeah. like that. So it just kind of just randomly happened. They heard about me through me leaving voice messages yeah. and stuff like that. And it was like, yo, you want to just be on our tape? Yeah. And once I became, got on the tape, I guess it was so different because it wasn't a lot of females. Right. Rapping with men back in the days. I mean, mm-hmm. you had me and X and Lil' Kim with Junior Mafia. But outside of that, it was like females were doing their thing on their own. Mm-hmm. And so... I guess it was different from Memphis. They was like, what? Who is this girl rapping with these dudes? And all they talking about is shoot them up, bang, bang, and this bitch sucked my dick, and here she mm-hmm. come, like, mm-hmm. standing up for the female. So I guess it blew their mind. In right. hindsight, 2020, I wasn't trying to blow nobody's mind. I was just trying to out-rap them. It's, yeah, yeah. You it's know like what I mean? Sport. Yeah, it was a sport. Yeah. I was, like, just rapping. So were y'all always, like, kind of in friendly competitions? Or were you competing... I was, I didn't even know I, I was competing. I was just trying to catch, no, uh, what was the word, catch up, just fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. catch up, fit in, you know what I'm saying, get in where I fit in. Yeah. They looked at it as competition as yeah. as I became the most 
known one, not known one, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The I'm a girl, you, you know. We stand that. out, yeah. yeah of so they became in competition. Yeah, yeah. So and then, how long did you got? How many projects did you guys do together? Well, together before I left the group, yeah. uh, Miss Excels, Live by Your Rep, Chapter Two World Domination, uh, maybe about five. Five. Yeah, not including mix, not including the mixtapes. Yeah. So okay, mixtapes. What's the um? What is the difference between a mixtape and a and an album? Well, nowadays, nothing. I, back then, the mixtapes was rapping over people instrumentals. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky enough to my producers, DJ Paul and Juicy Day, they made the beat, so we didn't really rap or we didn't use other people instrumentals. They mm-hmm. were just bringing out volumes. Mm-hmm. But that's what a mixtape is, just rapping over people instrumentals. So th- that was the difference versus album. But nowadays, people use their original beats and just sell them. So I don't think it's a difference there. Okay. Yeah. Well, because sometimes, yeah. I mean, I, there's some mixtapes that I think are are stronger than the albums. Yeah. Like, is there a different control? Yeah, because you don't have to... Like, if you're not selling it, if it's just a mixtape, you don't have to pay for the samples to be cleared. Okay. And stuff like that. And so... A lot of times, the samples make the beat jamming like a motherfucker, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can say whatever you want to say. The song can be how long or short, so you have that more type of stuff. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. To make stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But mixtapes, I don't really listen to me. I don't miss, listen to mixtapes nowadays. Yeah. Do you? I've I've heard some. I listened to Kalani's mixtape. It was oh. called While We Wait, and it was um, it was really beautiful. Was it original beats? I think so. Mm. Yeah, it was original beats. And I think because she just had the baby. So it was like, while she named it while we wait. Oh, yeah. You know? See, I'm, I'm not even, I got I got to be, I don't even know her music. It's, it's nice. Yeah, she writes her own stuff. I wasn't super familiar, but like I've seen her around. She's yeah, like, same, shit. same. She's, you know, but um, it was like on Apple, like pot, it was on Apple radio, like. You research. They don't fucking sponsor me, Apple. Y'all don't sponsor me. But if you want to, no, I listen to their shit because I'll end up hearing new stuff because I'm always just looking for stuff I lost over the years. So I'll be like Aww. trying to trace down some music from like the 90s or something like that. So when I listen to that, then it'll, I'll be like, okay, I should open, oh, okay. open my eyes. That's how I listen to the Anderson Pac was playing because I just went on Apple and it was like, oh, he dropped the album. Let me listen to this. Were you hearing about his name before that, though? Yeah, I heard about his name. But um, some DJs from, like, Max Pish, uh, Jason <laughs> Yeah, he told me about him, like, years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was like, oh, this kid, Anderson Pot, da 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 years ago. Yeah, I've been hearing about him. He's yeah. doing his thing now, honey. Yes. Oh, yeah. He performed at the An- at the uh, Annenberg Center the other day. Yeah. Must be nice. He, is he a youngin'? He's pretty young, yeah. I don't know. Was he a writer turned singer or you don't know? He's a drummer. Oh, yeah. I love drummers. Hey. Hi. <laughs> He's married. Hi. Now, I hate him, <laughs> but hey, drummers. Well, yeah, that's good. He married to me. He got a foundation and should have his head on his shoulders. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> Where your pen at again? Am I sucking it up? No. That shit grows on trees. Oh, uh, no, right. <laughs> This is uh, him. This is him. He always smiling and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's like always so smiley. That's him yeah. right there? Like, I guess, yeah, yeah, that is him. Yeah. Oh, he looked different and he jamming. Like, I would have thought he that he was jamming. like a chocolate brother with the, 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 not the locks, but you know what I mean? Yeah, he be killing it. Yeah, I was like oh, super impressed. Right. I turned that down. I was like, what the hell? 
<laughs> God damn, it's cold. Hey, I know, girl. Just it's the, so I know, girl. I was just like looking at this egg, and I was like, damn. This morning, I, I well, I closed the blinds last night, mm-hmm. so it, I guess it made it more special when I did open them up and woke up, and I was like, I sent it to my mom. I was like, Mama, look at my view. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure she was like, oh, my God. She actually didn't respond to my DM. (laughs) (laughs) Ma. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, Anders back. He's dope. And uh, he smiles all the time. Where is he from? He's from Ventura. Yeah. Here? Here, yeah. Because I don't know if it's in Ventura somewhere. Ventura, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, Maybe I said it wrong. Ventura. Is Ventura or Ventura? No, you said it right, but, you know, sometimes it can be... A Ventura somewhere else, like it, it's a right. it's a Memphis in Egypt. Yep. Um, and you are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. About the yeah. yeah, that shit is crazy. And that's why we got the pyramid there, mm-hmm. and it's like the city of the dead. Hmm. So there's a pyramid there in Memphis. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, you know that there's pyramids all over the Americas. We went on a road trip. There's one in um, St. Louis. It's called Monk's Mound. It's older than the ones in Egypt. And when you go there, it's just like. Uh, it looks like a hill. It's a mound. And it was like a city, pretty much. But is it like a dirt pyramid? Like, I was like a building. It's a pyramid. It's a structure. But but grass has grown over it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah okay. They're really old. Some, like, old native yeah, stuff. I was turned into... I mean, they, you know, it, was, it used to be an arena for our college basketball team. Now it's... um, It's called Base Pro. Or Bass Pro. Uh, I've never even been inside of it since it became something new, but whatever. Oh, it's a building. Okay. Yeah, it's a building. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. But it's dope. That's like one of our landmarks. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'll check it out. That's the shit. Yeah, so have you been making music um, like with any interesting people? Because like, I know you did the stuff with Runner Jewels. How was that? That was fun. That was yeah. fun. Now we recorded it here, too. You did? Uh, okay. Uh, Killer Mike uh, had somebody to hit me up. And I just, so he was here and I just happened to be here and we did it just like that. And I had known LP or whatever. I didn't know who he was. I was like, oh, I guess it's their engineer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that shit came my heart. Man, uh, yeah. I've been working with, I worked with uh, recently Blood Orange. Blood Orange. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dev Hines, he's super genius. Very cool. So that was so fun. Very cool. And it's not out yet. It's going to be on his project. Okay. That Y'all did it in L.A.? We did. Yeah. He was out here. Yeah, so L.A. looked good on the gangster Baby. Yes, L.A. LA. Yeah. Um, She's welcoming you. Yes, man. Um, so what else? What else? What else? What else? That's like. So when you did the, the Run of Jewel stuff, um, like, how was it to work with Killer Mike and, and LP? Because you knew Killer Mike already? Yeah, from Atlanta. So we've we've worked dope. together before and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been knowing Mike pretty much the entire time I was in Atlanta because mm-hmm. Atlanta is um, a community mm-hmm. and everybody know everybody. It's pretty small. Like, if you're in the circle, you're in the circle. So I was mm-hmm. in the circle from working with Outkast. Mm-hmm. Got an Outkast plaque over there. Yeah, you see it right there. I was on Stank oh, on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you so, was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I used to bang that shit. I called before I come. So I was always just kind of around all of them goodies. Mm-hmm. Dungeon. And Mike was a part of Purple Ribbon, which is Big Boy Click. So it was fun then just to see him um, at his age yeah. kind of get his second win in the music industry was inspiring for me. Yeah. Because, you know, him and LP, they're not like the typical 20-year-olds running around. They're not 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just inspiring to watch 
to to know that he's still doing his thing with another legend that's doing mm-hmm. his thing and how they came together and just kind of took over. It was yeah. just like it's still inspiring. Yeah. And how they just keep everything the same name, RTJ one, RTJ two. Yeah, that shit is dope. <laughs> it's like okay. You know, That's brand, really cool yeah. yeah, and the the logo and shit. You know what I mean? Oh man, they killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's that was a really great idea. So, um, and then I was traveling with them, so it was fun. I I, I respect Mike for that, and I respect uh, LP for that as well. Just you know, reaching back, like you know, what I'm saying they didn't have to go too far back, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just like they could have really worked with anybody or yeah. nobody. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they spitting like a motherfucker, but for them to be like, yo. Gangsta Boo, no, she hard as fuck. And then to put me on another record and then to take me on the road with them, you know, yeah. you don't have a lot of people that's moving around do that. Yeah. So it makes me feel good as a um, a resilient artist, as a, a black woman, as a survival of the struggle, as a woman that's walking around pretty much independent, doing a lot of stuff on my own, which I'm not like uh, in fear about because it does nothing but be a character. Um, just for them to reach back and recognize all my hard work that I put in, mm-hmm. and to to take me under their wing and to put me on the road with them and pay me, I, I'm 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 honored. And pay me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. pay me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They broke bread with me, man. You know what I'm saying? A couple times. Well, because you're building, you're building something together, but also like there, you have value. You have value to that shit, yeah. especially being a woman and being in the game for so long. And I mean, really, like if you look at a lot of the hip hop artists that are out now that are female, I'm sure that they looked up to you coming up. You started so damn young. I did, um, and just um, in their defense, I wouldn't say all of them because no, you never yeah. know. But I will say the pattern is yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you so. look up to people doing great things. Yeah. Is what I mean. Yeah. You know, and, and and for me, like this artist that I that I look up to. And I'm I'm really happy now that I call some of them friends, you know. But it's certainly like people I I looked up to like doing this stuff, but because it's not a lot of MCs that are female, yeah. that are actually there's a lot that are female. Let me reword that. But it's a lot that aren't getting shine or anything. Yeah, and um, you know, I I feel like nowadays with the internet and the social media, everybody kind of want to be social media stars. Sure. So. They take their clothes off and stuff, and now it's mm-hmm. kind of like the whole stripper rap thing. Oh yeah, it is. Um, so yeah. a lot of a lot, which is talented. I mean, whatever. This is what is the perception and how you perceive it. But I can't um, dance the on women, the women, like you said, you can't dance on the pole. <laughs> no. <laughs> that you say I get two step next to it, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> efficiently. The 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 women that are like you know the MC lights or the Lauren Hills yeah. or those type of women that spit like that probably are flying under the radar. Yeah. But they around. They just ain't you know doing it all for the gram or yeah. for likes and stuff. But they around. It's one chick I I be listening to. Hold on, because I don't want to quote her. Uh, Erica Badu posted her. I forgot her name. Dark, oh, with Afro Nia. Dark skin. Hold on. Oh, let me. wait. Hold on. She's, she's speaking. I know there was a one woman, Neelam or something. She was so fucking gorgeous. And she wears a head wraps and stuff. And um, I think she's, I think that she's like um, Nation of Islam. Beautiful woman, but she she fucking spits. And Erica Badu had put her up on her Instagram yeah, like you know, a year Ms. ago or something. Ms. Badu put it. She, she got her recent. ear to the streets. Yeah, she do. Yeah. She do. Forgot this chick name, but I think she kind of flying under the radar. Um, she even said it in this recent rap. Damn, if you go to her page, you'll see it. But in okay. my, my phone is so tripping. I need a new one. But um, she she heavy set. Okay. She, you know what I'm saying. So, but it's like 
Um, you see, Lizzo, Lizzo, what's her name? Lizzo. Okay, Eliza hold on. Zio. I have my phone right now. Her name right here. Her. Oh. Or or. Damn, girl. Ornika. Ornika. Yeah, hell yeah. No, I never heard of her. Now, this is the girl I'm talking about. Her name is Lizzo or Lizzo. I'm sorry, lady, if I'm pronouncing oh, she her rap? name wrong. Yeah, and, and she, she makes music. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, some, it's, some, it's y'all out here representing. Hell yeah. That's the shit. So when you was working like with all these dudes, how does that? How do you balance that? Is it like it's so much testosterone in those rooms? I just balanced it. Well, I don't think I knew how to balance it back in the day because I didn't really know what the hell balance was. Mm. But now that I'm thinking about it, like I said, just fitting in. Mm-hmm. I was a tomboy. I was just just really just a part of the clique. Mm-hmm. Like I guess one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Just, I, just yeah. had, I just had titties and a one big booty. One of the booty. boys. Yeah, like just cool one of the guys. <laughs> All my girls, my home girls, was fine. So you know right, how it is when the it. sister bring <laughs> yeah. around the fine girls. So yeah, um, I guess that balanced it out. And then, like I said, if they say suck my dick, I'm gonna say eat my pussy yeah, on the record. Right. So that was the balance, yeah. I think. No, yeah, very much appreciated. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your representation. <laughs> <laughs> pussy power, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's that's the shit. So when you uh what so you left the group? Yeah. And then what what happened then? What'd you do? I was really young, so I was just kinda lost in the South trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. Moved to Atlanta. Um was um I went on a spiritual reach. Well, it was religion. I I went to, I guess trying to find myself through Christianity. Okay. So I I dipped I dibbled in that for a couple years and um Noticed that wasn't really where I wanted to be as far as like religious. I just rather be spiritual. So mm-hmm. I read a lot of books. Like one of my first books that I read that helped me out on my journey, which I'm still on now, is called uh, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success okay. by Deepak Chopra. And it was okay. it taught me about karma and energy. Mm-hmm. And I just will never forget. Like, and one of my mentors gave me the book. His name Dale. He's still one of my mentors now. One of my best friends. What's up, Dale? What's up, Mr. Dale, baby? Um, so. That's what I kind of did when I left. And I was still doing music, but I wasn't cursing in my music. I dropped a project, too. It's called Inquiring Minds Part 2 during that time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, things slowly but surely, things slowly for surely just, you know, I was so young, 21 years yeah. old. So just got to know myself and just kind of just, you know, kept pushing forth. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready to just, like, stop right now. Like, yeah. I was depressed and mm-hmm. thought I wanted to stop and chase another dream or I felt some type of way but I was entitled to feel that way as a 21 year old female um, you know I wasn't I didn't know anything I wasn't fully even grown when you're 21 you're young as fuck yeah. especially in the mind and all I knew was 3-6 I just knew I needed to break away from that dark realm yeah. and that dark uh, what is it stereotype that was attached to it mm-hmm. and um, so yeah dude I just kept living life and trying stuff and just being Lola yeah. And do you do you think that like um three six is that like is that idea dark for you? Is that what you mean? What you mean the idea? I mean, cause I guess like for me three six. I just grew up like this is hype. I listened to it. Yeah. You know? And so, but when you think about, I guess when I when you said dark. Like the idea of three six, that's kind of like six six six. six, six. Yeah, it's saying like you know the beast. Yeah, and so that that was our it. that was our um. 
MO, like our style. Like, yeah. we was doing it on purpose to yeah. be different, like right. gothic and dark. Super and, goth, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we was like one of the first black groups to do it like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we, we had like mixed crowd fan base yeah. from out the gate. But I guess, like like I said, just thinking back, I guess it was draining. I guess it won. That's what made me find try to find something within my spirit or something. Yeah. Not really sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, I need a balance, and um, I have it now. So. Okay. And then it's in the nineteen, and I'm still cool with the guys. Two members passed. Lord, if Ms. Coops and Nika, but yeah, I still do business with Paul. Nice. Um, Project Pat, I see Juicy every now and then. Like, if he got a show or something, I want to go to What's in up, LA. Hey, I, love I hit him up. So, so yeah, we all still cordial. I mean, I still get money with them. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that we did back in the day, mm-hmm. people have redone. Like, uh, Plies got this song called Rock. Mm-hmm. She was my rock. But it was off a, a beat that we did off a song called okay. Late Night Tip. Okay. So, um, and then we had the Who Run It challenge that came out. Yeah. People. So, I'm just really fortunate that the music that we did back in the day kind of like rebirthed and a lot of the new generation was rapping over it or just monetizing stuff. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. in yeah. the loop. Yeah. So it, it feels good to um, still be able to break bread with them, although we don't travel together as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, those, what you guys created was very classic. Yeah. Like it is something, and it is, it's the sound of the street, you know? It's so bizarre. I'm like, whoa, I'm part of that. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, Surreal Yeah It's surreal But hey I want to enjoy All of the fruits Of my labor I want all the smoke Honey Hey Yo um, There's so many plaques Up in this bitch (laughs) I walked in like Oh That must be Really amazing Because It is the fruits Of your labors You gotta put the work in And you've been working You've been working For years Yeah dude And um, I'm fortunate To still Have a lot of Good connections And good relationships Mm -hmm. With a lot of People that are doing their thing So Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate Because like I said It's not a big machine behind me You know what I mean It's just my name And I'm just very blessed to be A household name From a a legendary group And I'm sure it's only um, uh, I'm 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 still going up I never even reached my peak Plus, I'm smart, so I'm you know I'm gonna have my hand in books. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to do my TV thing, you know, mm-hmm. so learn more about that and just a lot of behind the scenes stuff too. Because I produce, like I don't actually tap on the beat machine, but it's all in my head, so I know mm-hmm. how to arrange songs and stuff like that. So I'm just enjoying it at this point mm-hmm. and not looking at it as a job because when you look at it as a job, it gets you treat it like a job <laughs> you and, like, do and it. yeah, most people don't like going to work. But I do love my job because this is my career, but. I just don't try not to put too much pressure on it because pressure busts pipes and I get overwhelmed and anxious mm-hmm. when I feel pressured. So I'm just blessed and fortunate to still have the energy to, to love to do it. Mm-hmm. The passion. So what do you do? Like, how do you, um, if you're feeling that pressure, like what are some ways that you've been able to like balance yourself out or mm-hmm. try to go? Get, how do you get to the other side of it? Pray. Pray, yeah. sleep and pray, yeah. Just take a step back and just just be in, involved with Lola mm-hmm. and kind of leave the whole gangsta boo music business stuff behind because you got to take care of yourself. If, yeah. That's important. So honestly, that's what I do. For me, I just 
pray and sleep. Yeah. They'd be like, all right, get up now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You got to get up and handle your business. So I definitely take time to myself. Yeah. Go to the ocean, yeah. smoke, listen to um, just sounds, like different meditation sounds. Uh, listen to this particular guru I listen to. His name is Sat Guru. Mm-hmm. I listen to him a lot and just um, self-educate myself mm-hmm. when I'm feeling low because um I do go It's extreme lows and highs mm-hmm. So it's like When I'm low I'm low And I don't try to Get low Yeah Because it is hard To kind of pick yourself Back up Especially if you are A quiet person Or you don't like Everybody in your business Or whatever yeah. So I try not to Hit rock bottom Although mm-hmm. being at rock bottom Make champions I've already hit rock bottom Before So I don't want to Keep repeating That same cycle Yeah If that makes sense <laughs> You can feel yeah. that huh? Yeah I go through it You take I a did. breath Like Yeah I'm uh, like oh. <laughs> Destroy your life. Oh boy, yeah. I've had some really, yeah, really low low. Yeah. Last year was really. Well, I guess like the last year, a year ago was it was. I was like, oh my god, like where is this pit? <laughs> like where's the bottom of it? You know. And then it was like I never actually found the bottom. It was just like a hook <laughs> snatched me up. You know. And now uh, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Good. You know. And, you know, and, and and I think it's good to express that and not be ashamed to say that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't really be ashamed to to go into certain details of my life. Most of it will be in my book whenever I do decide to mm-hmm. finish that. But you know, I oh, oh I also um, go to I have a therapist as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's you know it's it's only the brain we're dealing that's with. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like we have to take care of that, and it's okay to express that you have low days, you have depressive thoughts, or you know you just don't feel like yourself. You feel crazy, especially being a woman, mm-hmm. girl. We have cycles. Yeah. I PMS two weeks before, so yeah. I might get a zit on my left cheek, my stomach bloated. I want mm-hmm. chocolate. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. just dealing with that, and on top of just being a black woman, you know. Um, you have to learn how to deal with all of those emotions. Yeah, you do. Or you will break. Well, especially with what you're doing because, you know, if you're an independent artist, you're dealing with, and you're a black woman, you know, you're dealing with, like, a lot of different, you're dealing with a lot of white men, you know. And so any, all of us women are dealing with men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess I say specifically because they're running a lot of the shit, yeah. you know. So, and there's no emotion in business. Yeah. No, they want you to look a certain way. They want you to do a certain thing. They want you to... And um and that that's totally fine. I understand it. And I just find I feel like well I find it more comforting, at least for me, just to move organically and whatever mm-hmm. happened happened. I just don't want to be something that I'm not and not be able to look in the mirror or fucking have my booty bleeding at night because I t- took oh, I butt shots or you know have my lipo look have my stomach looking hella crazy because my lipo went wrong you know what yeah. I mean and no shade to none of that because no. hey it's a lot of these people out here looking snatched and fabulous yeah, yeah. but I feel like um, that's kind of what the men want to see mm-hmm. and I feel like it's okay to be just have just be a normal woman and it's okay to do that too but I just like coming from I like speaking for the women that that are normal that do have bad days and that's is that that are successful business women too yeah. because I'm sure you know a lot of women that are hella successful you have to put on a, a mask and walk out the door yeah. but guess what what we do when we get to the house snatch our bra right yeah. oh that's I love to take I don't got no one I love like, no, I don't you know have, like just loose titties so it's like it's that's okay it. to say my titties hurt today or right now I don't feel like it. I'm coming on my period it like yeah. so and it's okay to say damn it I was depressed for three months and shit thank you lord and it's okay to cry and and just get it out your, get it off your chest but 
I just love to pray, girl. Yeah. I am not going to lie. I'm not a holier-than-thou person. Yeah. Um, I don't force religion or spirituality on nobody, but it works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the shit. Well, you're in the right place. This is God's country. <laughs> <laughs> what? Lost angels? <laughs> right? Hello. Lost yeah. angels? <laughs> yeah. The land of the la-la. Yeah. So you, you go to therapy, like, every week? Every week when I can, yeah. I've okay. been going consistently, though. To the same person? Yeah, same like lady. It? Yeah, no, I love. Yeah. I love it. Because I've always been into self-helping myself. Yeah. But it's only so much. Like, um, my father, he passed April 2015. Uh, so sorry 16. for that. No, I'm, I'm, thank you. Um, so it was 19. No, it was 2017. So, um, so it was two years. Mm-hmm. April 17th. So anyway... Um, that's when I like I just what I, cause I had lost I lost like fourteen people within five years. Fourteen. Yeah, not oh even God. on no. Mur- I lost one dude to murder, but that was like the only one. Damn. <clears throat> Drummer boy brother, he got murdered um in front of Drummer boy store, but that's a Shit. that's like the only one. Most of my like my grandma, my granddad, my dad, my uncle, my my DJ. Like so, it's like random stuff. Like yeah. so anyway, um, but I was just like taking it all in, and then I, once my daddy went though. I just like, oh man, I just I started drinking a lot and I just started just like losing myself and I could not shake my tears. I was couldn't shake my depression. I was like, oh hell no. Yeah. I was like, girl, you gotta and I was reading stuff. I was like, okay, um daughter, dad dies, what do you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I you know, yeah. but it was only so much that I could read. I was like, you know what? Might be a good time to go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so I was just looking up grieving therapists and um yeah, I called, I left her a voice message, and she hit me back, and she was like, you sound like you really need to, to see somebody, talk to me, you know what I mean? Because I was like, just low, I didn't want to get out the bed, I just wanted to cry. Yeah. I just, and when you like that, that's not cool, because you don't know when your brain is snapping, you will take it to the next level. Yeah. Thank God I didn't have those, like, actual suicidal thoughts, like, oh, I'm about to kill myself. Yeah. But when you low, you know, you do say stuff like, shit, I just want to sleep. Or why am I even here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So once my mind started going that path, I was like, no, I need to talk to somebody. So yeah, it started out as grieving. She was helping me get through my grief of my father or whatever. And then it just became just everything else. So mm-hmm. she just gave me tools, exercises, and I talked to her about everything. And yeah, she's really dope. Older Italian lady. All right. Yeah, she's That's real cool. cool. She's out here. In, um, well, she's in Sherman Oaks. So I enjoy her. And so I've been going for about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I went like about six months. That's a lot to lose. That's a lot of people to lose. And you lost your DJ. That's really sad. Yeah. How how long y'all were right here, actually? Speaker Fox. Speaker Fox. She's so dope. Uh, We was working together for a long time, bro. Yeah. And before her, remember I told you I was staying in New York? It was yeah. with my other DJ. His name, Faroche. Yeah. Are you familiar? Because you, a mm-hmm. white boy with dreads, cool as hell from Orlando. I may have seen him. And but... he got hit by a car. Just some random stuff. Oh, yeah. So shit. it was like, yeah, he got hit by a car. So anyway, after that's why I left New York, I was like, let me just go to LA. Because I had yeah. that opportunity with the personal stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, girl, so then just a whole bunch of just, you know, negative stuff that just kept going on with me losing people that was close around me so just as being a human you wonder shit when am I going am I next like oh what the, God, like a final destination type thing yeah so yeah being in therapy and just being that's why it's really um got really more deep into meditating okay too. can you tell me about that I was so happy today you like you were going to the store first of all I was supposed to be gone already I've been like on my intuition and then you were like like I hit you up like 
I'm really trying to link with you. What's up? And uh, you were like, oh, I'm going to the House of Intuition. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us about that place? And well, what does it mean to you? I, well, that, I love it. That particular place, that was only like my fourth time there, maybe. And I, I like... It's cl- that's the closest place to me now. Okay. But I go to this place called um, Psychic Eye. You're burning, burning some Palo Santo. Santos. Yes. Yes, yes. I, um, I got used to the Psychic Eye because that's where I got most of my stones from mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And a few of them was gifted. But yeah. anyway, um, what you mean, what you want to know about it is just... I mean, how'd you find that? Because I'm, I'm like... Um, I love burning sage, and I burn to cleanse my space and my yeah, spirit. Yeah, and um, just researching, just like any. Yeah. I was just, just I just wanted to feel better. Yeah, I just you know, in Palo Santo Wood, I learned that our tour run the jewels, um, Gas Lamp Killer. Mm-hmm. He was one of the DJs that Shout was on the tour. Out. Yeah, and um, girl, he was he had he was lighting it on the bus and stuff. I was like, what the hell this crazy ass white boy doing? <laughs> I'm in my bunk and I smell some wood. I was like, oh my god, what these white folks doing on this bus, girl? And I look back and he was like, oh, I'm just cleansing the energy and the space. Yeah. And I'm I'm intrigued if it's something positive and it can help you. Yeah. I'm like, I got, I was like, oh what? And he told me about it and I was like, oh wow. And I just got into it and been into it ever since then. It's nice. Yeah, it yeah. it really it's about how you. Accept it. You have to accept yeah. it. It's like you can't like a few of my friends. They'd be like, "Oh well, I lit wood and the candle. Nothing happened. I didn't get this new car." <laughs> yeah, like, I'm what? like, bro, no, this a lifestyle. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a whole thing. Yeah, you know. Sorry, you wanted your Ferrari. Um, the, after you lit your Palo Santo wood and you prayed <laughs> over your candle, it ain't gonna work. Nah. No. So it just and and, and and like I said, it's how you believe it. And so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Set good intentions. Uh-huh. So that's what yeah. I do. Yeah, and it works intention. for me. It's working. Yeah, yeah, it works. You got to believe, man. Faith is believing in something that you don't see or know. Yeah, yeah. Right. That is. Yeah, that is so, it. Yeah, that I have faith. faith. Yeah, faith. yeah <laughs> me too. Yeah, I was really pleased. I love that shop very much. And this, it, I like the way it's white. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, like the psychic eye, it got more stuff. It's like just different levels. That's but a store, another yeah, shop. So, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, they actually do tarot card reading. Like I'm, so I'm not into. I've had my cards read before, mm-hmm. on at a Halloween party. Oh, okay, you know it was cool, but I, I'm, I haven't really, I haven't, you know, what I'm saying because I don't want to conjure up spirits and sure. stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, that they do a lot of that stuff. So it's called the Psychic Eye Bookstore. Okay, I'll check it out. This place <laughs> is just um, for. Um, stones and you know that type of stuff. Psychic Eye Bookstore, though, they got everything. Oh, okay. are you into that tarot cards and psychics I'm, and stuff? Not well. Psychics always be trying to talk to me, but probably because I dress like this, I feel like they be seeing me as a <laughs> like you target. Cleo. Yeah, like uh, we. Went, I'm like, I, no thanks. Um, but I know that people have intuition. You know, yeah. I know that those things exist. I've been know, thinking yeah. about. I've been thinking about. I mean, I thought about it. Because, you know, me and my friends, we'd be chit-chatting, going to see a medium to see if I can, my dad saying something or something. But I'm kind of scared, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, I, I self-help myself. It's, you know, when I meditate, it's, it's for my, my spirit. I am really trying to connect with another spirit. Have what do you, you think about yeah, that? I don't know. I think, like, I'm not really, I don't think that I would ever want to do a seance or anything like that. Is that called, that's a seance? Yeah, kind of. Like, really? when you're conjuring up some old spirit. But um, I've had some, like... Some some spiritual things happen where I'm like, oh, it's somebody else here. But like a couple times. 
It doesn't really scare me. I got my tarot read, uh, cards read once, and I think like I just would have to be perfectly in the spe- in the state like state forever. I don't think like I'm just gonna be walk outside like oh let me pull up on this psychic. It would have to be a real special situation, and certainly not like some lady coming up to me like trying oh, yeah. to read my shit. I'm like you're just trying to get twenty dollars for me, lady. And I yeah, get and plus it. we don't know what kind of spirit they got on them. So yeah. I'd be real. Yeah, that's kind of freaky, but. The house of intuition, it was, it's, it's, it's all white. Obviously, you saw it. So it was mm-hmm. kind of welcoming. So Melrose, yeah. so it's kind of trendy. It was trendy. It's, but it was it's nice. trendy, but it, it is nice. I and mean, they got yeah. some good stones. They got some good stones. So I enjoy it. And it looks like the Palo Santo wood is real. It is. It smells really good. So yeah. they have like stones. They have like, the gems. Are gems and stones the same? Yeah, it's gems, the same. I, I, I think. <laughs> Gem right? stones. I think. Yeah, stones, right. incense. Candles. They had dream catchers. Dream, I love yeah. dream catchers. Me too. Yeah, yeah. They're a big part of my culture. It was, it was dope going there. Yeah, that was, that was really good. So, um, is that like super LA? Are a lot of people into that shit out here? Um, I feel bad calling it shit. It's not shit. Are a lot of people <laughs> into that? <stuff? laughs> I think so. I, I'm not sure. I think, I think it's an individual thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, what that's I'm saying? kind of like. I I do these kind of these rituals with with these materials, a sage and stuff, and um, I got sweet grass today. I never really buy that, but I'm gonna get some because it keeps coming across me. Wow! So I got it. And I'm like I'm gonna burn it, and um, they're they're like my church. I just have church all day. What exactly is the what is the sweet grass? Now, I love the church all day for the show. Yeah, um, this is my church also creating stuff. Sitting here with another creator, yeah. Like this is this is very much like oh we in, we in the spirit. The spirit's yeah. right here. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> the spirit is right here. <laughs> the spirit. Hallelujah. Right yes. Um, sweet grass. Yeah, sweet grass. So there's um it grows in Michigan. It grows all over, and it's called like bison grass in in Europe. And it just it, the way it smells reminds me of just where I come from. And my grandmother made like um she she weaved with it, and my family weaved baskets and stuff like. So it's just a super familiar smell of like where I'm from so that's why I was like I'm gonna get this because my ass is still in LA yeah right now yeah so I got it and but um, what does it do though what's the what what kind of cleansing do it typically I, I well pretty much like I'll burn and and some of this stuff is like intuitive these rituals I've been doing but some now learning now about my family history and they I come from a history of like healers and shaman mm. and um I'm a shaman in my family. What's a shaman? It's like a, somebody that's connected to the spirits, you know, spirit world, somebody mm. that's like practicing old religion and pretty much that's just I worship the earth. Yeah. I just worship like everything, nature. Like I think that's why I like being in a car a lot because when I'm in a car, I'm like outside. I'm like, yeah, oh, look at all these trees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like hundred trees and talking about flowers. I got the flowers. perfect view for that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's the intention that you set with it, and and I think that it's probably up to the individual because some people will be like, oh, dude, because when I first started learning about it, it was like, oh, smudge. I got a smudge book because I because this is like a smudge stick. What you have, right? Uh huh. You know, and so. They would like use that and burn, and I don't actually burn mine like that. I just take a couple pieces of the sage off and burn it because it's hard to put out. Sure is, and it'd be a lot of smoke. Sure you know? is. So right. I usually take a couple pieces off, and then I'll have like some tobacco. Oh. I'll like sprinkle that on, and maybe like the um, the wood. I'll chip a piece off, and then I use seashell. So I'll put it in a seashell, light it with like a feather, and. Do my body, oh. all the corners. I don't even know why I'm doing it. I'm like, all the corners. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Corner, yeah, I would too. Blow yeah. it in there, 
you know, sweep out the door and then to get the energy, but it really resets it for me. Yeah. You know, now, so yeah. it's just intuitive. Like and, and birch trees, like and um like there's birch trees in Michigan. Like, you know, birch beer. It's like kind of like root beer, like sarsaparilla. And so when I was growing up, I just always loved those trees. And then uh, after my grandmother died, I was like up on the land. And I was like, I just took some of the, tr- the tree bark. And then one of my uncles is like, oh, yeah, your grandmother loved burning that. And I was like, oh, um, I'm going to burn it. So And it smells good, you know. That's amazing. Yeah, so I just I've, like, I, That stuff, dude, I mean, it's been going on way before us. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't make this up, like, you know what I'm saying? So I believe in it. Like, I believe in cleansing, spiritual healing, detoxing. I mean, we're just an energy. We're mm-hmm. connected to the trees. Yeah, literally. There's no difference besides, I mean, it is different. We can walk and talk and move, but, I mean, trees need, uh, you know, like flowers especially, they need, you know, Water, food. Yeah. You know. Sunshine. Sunshine. We yeah. all connected. Yeah. My, uh, I really, like, I love plants and stuff and just nature. Yeah, and it is. We're, it's like you're honoring something that you don't know why you're doing it. Yeah, it's just yeah. already in us and you're just doing it. You just do it. Actually, just I'm do a, um, it. when we leave, I'm going to actually go get, I'm going to, because I've been meaning to buy some flowers because I'm just, like, getting everything settled, but I definitely need some, some light. Although, some plants. Although we around the nature, yeah. but now I, wanna, I need something in here. Yeah. Yeah, because I typically have like lots of flowers and stuff. I buy myself flowers. Me too. I'm like a sweet gangster. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Also, you are just for the record, <laughs> for the record, I want to say this. Yeah. This is for the record. You know, gangster for me is getting unnecessary greatness, stimulating the abnormal. Hey. Okay. Oh, that's an abbreviation. Gangster. Getting unnecessary greatness, stimulating the abnormal. Okay. That's beautiful. And I spell it, it's gangster. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, when I was younger, you know, it made me trying to be a badass. Yeah. But, you know, just to not just be stuck in that type of stereotype, although I am a badass, but, you know, gangster <laughs> sounds kind of like criminal. Um, yeah. So, I'm just, I'm, that's not what I do. That's like, if anything, I'm a, I'm a character in life just like everyone else, but I still have a message behind my name. So, mm-hmm. I like to throw that out there every time I get a chance to. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what you're uh-huh. Getting the necessary greatness, stimulating the abnormal, baby. Yeah. Gangster. Yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit. So is gangster is gangster boo and Lola, is gangster boo like separate from you? Like uh another entity? Yeah, gangster boo is like Sasha Fierce. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. But yeah, I want to be like, yeah, no. Fucking when I'm cliche. in the studio, I'm in yeah. the studio, like I wanna focus, like I was People be like, damn, you was just my friend. I was like, before we left the house, now you in Puff Daddy mode. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm working. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah. If it was up to Lola, baby, Lola would be in the bed all day watching ID channel, Forensic Files, oh, I love First 48, <laughs> sleeping, eating, like if it was up to Lola, yeah. uh, taking trips, just having fun, looking mm-hmm. at cute dudes all day mm-hmm. and uh, trolling on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is a Gangsta Boo and Gangsta Boo got to speak to the people, you know, Gangsta Boo got mouths to feed and include mm-hmm. her Lola's. Yeah. So it, and it's fun being Gangsta Boo. So, and I like to keep. It's separate. Although I'm one person, mm-hmm. it's still cool to embrace your alter ego and just know that sometimes you do have multiple personalities because mm-hmm. a lot of people act like they don't, but you yeah. really do. Yeah, we human. We big. We a big, you know, uh, energy source. So I like to double and dabble into all that. Sometimes when I write or create, I'll be like, okay, all right, Marvin Gaye. I'll play some Marvin Gaye or yeah. David Ruffin. I'll be like, all right, I need the spirit of Marvin in me. Hey. Where you at, Marvin? Sometimes I want the spirit of Gucci back. Oh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, what would Gucci do? Yeah. So I just like to 
definitely <laughs> spirit of Gucci Mane. Yes, I, that's what I say. You I got need, a good ass spirit. I need the spirit yeah. of that goo wop. Yeah, yeah. And so then I get in my freestyle mode. So yeah, dude, Gangsta Boo Lola is different because Gangsta Boo can just like attach to so many different characters mm-hmm. where Lola just want to like lay down and chill. So. Yeah, I was like, can we chill? <laughs> <laughs> it's a balance, and I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should have that shit. If you're just one person all the time, that's kind of weird. Yeah. You, yeah know? you can't be one person at all the time. That's no. too weird. It's like step for wife. Yeah, yeah. Small yeah. wonder. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So are so there's like you have that Sasha Fierce, your gang, your gangsta boo. Are there other female rappers that you looked up to? Like, because I know in this book, um, it's called, oh, oh. <laughs> long ass reach. So, um, the history of gangster rap, the rise of a great American art form from Schooly D to Kendrick Lamar. And it's by Soren Baker with a forward by exhibit. That's dope. And you're in this book and you mm-hmm. mentioned um, your 10. No, it's not 10. I think it was just like, okay. Oh, your, your top female gangster rappers. Yeah, so it's um, Boss, Lady of Rage, Gangsta Boo. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know I had to say, you know I had <laughs> you to say myself, to. honey. You gotta Mia X and and Lachat. Yeah, so tell me about um, like oh wait is that it? Yeah, that's it. I got them all. Yeah, very good <laughs> list. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, you looked up to them. Sorry, I was recording, guys. <laughs> that's cool. That's all good. Yeah. So you, those are your um, your favorites. Can you tell me about why? Um, just because you asked me why they are my favorite, some of my favorite gangster what female do you like rappers. About them, yeah. Do you look up to them and stuff? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because um, I just like really just anything real and raw. Yeah, they to are. To be honest, like, yeah, you know, like I said about Chad in, in there, yeah. um, in the book. Like how she just rock her gold teeth. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, um, Gucci Mane, for example, he got his removed yeah. and got veneers. Yeah. So a lot of people doing that, and that's what's up. But she is like, no, this is what I want. I got six golds at the top, six at the bottom. Yeah. Twelve solids, that's what I'm going to do, you mm-hmm. know, and that because that's who she is. And Mia X was authentic because she reminded me of myself, like... Well, like a big sus, like yeah. she was with Master P and No Limit. And they were big before we got big. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I think I mentioned a Lady of Rage and you stuff did. like that because she was different from like the West Coast and like looking at those mm-hmm. Afro puffs. And she was, a, you know, I'm pretty, you know, I'm not like short or nothing. I'm pretty tall, uh, you know, a curvy chick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I was seeing me through yeah. them and it was a refreshing type of thing for me to see because I was still growing at that time too so it was cool to see images of me before I became uh, big like them because mm-hmm. cause they are older than me I'm still yeah. young well hey, not that they are old <laughs> let me die. No, no, but, but you, you know what I mean super young yeah. you were 14 when you started yeah, yeah. so I just look at look at them as like my OGs and shit. But I don't necessarily have a female MC that I want to get into character to sure it's more of Alternative rockers like Alanis Morissette. Oh hell yeah! Or like you yeah know, yeah um, what another female rocker? That's pretty much it. Now I will. Uh, I used to look up to Lil Kim a lot, but that's about it, man. I don't really have no other alter ego. Who else you listen to? What's on your playlist? Playlist would be some Outkast, Goody Mob, yeah, 
Kanye West, the old Kanye. I listen to Wait Till I Get My Money Right a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the shit. I love a lot of, I love punk rock. I listen to a lot of Motown, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta listen to myself. That's right. Old School Three Sids, Project Pat, A Ball, MJG. Really, whatever thing, anything I could bop to, but those are like what I said off the top of my head that I go mm-hmm. to YouTube and pull up. Yeah, yeah, that's you know like that saying? heavy rotation. Yeah, yeah, that heavy, heavy rotation. Tupac for sure. Yeah, but Tupac kind of make me cry every now. I have to be in one of them. I know. Yeah, he I does. like, but he was hard, so I played "Shed So Many Tears." Oh my god! I you know, know what I'm saying? Keep your head up. You know what I'm saying? Dear Mama, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I even I I do I will play some Biggie. Yeah, yeah. I do play like Carl Thomas. Girl, I was I was a jam. Carl Thomas is a jam. Man, yeah. look, <laughs> I like and him I and wish that face song. I know, what you, I know what you're talking about, baby. <laughs> but you I be did. playing that. Uh, just I be playing all kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Yeah, no, that's really good. So um, maybe one day you could do a playlist, and I'll put her. You up. know what? That would be dope. Yeah. I would do that because yeah. I do be jamming. Yeah. So I gotta, yeah, because I, you know, it's girl. We have some good music. Mm-hmm. You got the Danielle Jones. You mm-hmm. got just like. Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah, I just follow John B on Instagram. He's still yeah. doing his thing, that's and he shit. looks amazing. Really yeah. threw, threw me off, honestly, because you know white people kind of age mm-hmm. like bananas. Yeah, they. Oh, sorry, guys, they, y'all. They know. You no, know, you you they age know. you age in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> they know, but if but they John B looks good. good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, like Steve Carell, he looking all handsome and shit, oh, but he look man. like he just work hard and mind his business. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I do a I do a playlist. That'd be cool. I, yeah, I do, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll post that up so we have yeah. a playlist. Do you have any um any rejection stories that you can think of? What Some, you mean? Like if there's anything that you thought that was gonna happen and maybe it didn't work out, but something better came out on the other end of it. Like for me, um I got a job. Well, even this super shit, like I wanted to work with them before, but it was like, I didn't really know how to approach it or how it was going to work out. And now it's just been, now I'm working with it on on such a large scale, doing something so magnificent. How is that rejection? I'm trying to see. I mean, well, they didn't give me the job at first. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And something else came better. Okay. Well, yeah. um, Right now, (laughs) I'm in a a high riser and this come from me um exiting a situation that yeah. I thought was gonna be around yeah. and I tried to hold on to and it wasn't um forever and I was stuck and stagnated in a box and didn't really know what I wanted to do about that situation because it was so it was familiar for me. Yeah. And I was content and stuff. Mm-hmm. But honey, when I got down, hopped out there and did what I was scared to do, I elevated and I'm I'm up as fuck. So yeah. That's my story, and yeah. that is very recent. Oh, yeah. Up, honey. Oh, and here you are. Yeah, yeah it is. You got to let go of stuff. Oh, yeah. Rejection. That's the shit. Yeah. Like you, and it also, like, being comfortable or not even really comfortable because it's not that it's comfortable, but it's familiar, and you kind of know well, what it's, it is. Well, it's just like, you, you know, you mentioned, like, um, something came great out of it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This, to, to me, is just like... What the hell was I even thinking? I thought it was nothing outside of goddamn the valley. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it was like, shit. Yeah. It's all kind of shit outside yeah, yeah, the yeah. valley. You know it what I mean? Is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 
No, that's the shit. Well, I'm really happy for you. This is beautiful, and I can't wait to see where you go. Me too, girl. I'm Thank a you. fucking fan. Hey, I'm same, like same. You all the vibes. This shit is so dope. Thanks for representing so beautifully for hey, our culture for I so, so long. That. Yeah. Um, and do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? Me and my boy, we about to like start. Um, I ain't, I can't go into too much detail, sure. but. You know, I'm about to be on the scene on my little, my DJ shit um, here and there and oh, yeah. working on new music. I got all kind of stuff going on. So pretty much just got to stay tuned. Gangstaboo.com. Mm-hmm. What's your Instagram and stuff? At Miss Yeho. M-I-S-S. Y-E-A-H-O-E. But Gangstaboo.com got my Instagram and shit Okay. And this is more simple. Okay. That's cool. Gangstaboo.com. So it's like a live feed of my gram and my tweets and so stuff like that. All right. Gangstaboo.com. Check it out. Yeah. Thanks for coming on my show. This is fun. This was very fun. And yeah. I'm stoned. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love California. Uh, I'm out here like, oh shit. Like, I just been going to different dispensaries. Uh, like, oh, what y'all got in here? California. One of them, like, they take my, uh, I got a tribal ID. And they like, they take it. And it was one place. That, and I was like, I was oh, like, really? well, you've been disenfranchising my people. I was like, but just tell the manager. Y'all still got to let me in. Here's Who said passport. that? One of these fucking dispensaries. He said you, he said that? I said to him, I was, oh. he wouldn't let me in. I was like, he, I, with my tribal ID. Yeah. I'm like, this is a government issue, baby. Y'all got to come here. And then so we've they- had, we here, we've been growing it. We've been cultivating this shit for years. We've been selling it. And then, and it's the, it, what do you just chill and might eat something? I'm like, here y'all come. Now it's a whole industry. Oh. You know, and I'm like, and you ain't gonna take my ID. Did they let you in or he didn't take it? He he did he did let me in. I had my passport. Ugh. But I told him I was like, y'all gotta get up on it. Cause they usually take them. I can use it in the airport. And wow. I was like, I was like, this is very disenfranchising. Yeah. My dude. Yeah. So but anyway. A little racist too. Yeah, super racist. But that's what they do though. <laughs> That shit is People so fear wild. what they don't understand. Hey, yeah. what they can't conquer. I guess it's just a fear of That's man. right. Hey, but nah, I ain't got I was... nothing but love for them too. I'm like, we out here, we do our shit. <laughs> Peace, love, and happiness. That's right. Yep. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm going to burn some incense for you later. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Till next week. Fucking rejects. Fucking rejects. Beer, yeah. Beer, beer, beer.